Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, boys, I just have to warn you, today has been a full day of academic bloviating in my world. So some bloviating by me, but mostly listening. So uh, I'm a little burned out. Um, I don't know. When you say listening, do you mean being physically present and mentally absent or like actually listening? Uh, the former. Yeah, the first thing you said. Okay. Um, but you're you're still in the room. The 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 sounds are happening. You you can only be so absent. You know what I mean? Um, people are looking at you. You're looking at them. So you know that I, I had to sort of do the appearance of listening a lot. Uh, do, do they do the professor trick of if they're suspicious, you're not listening? Go, Ted. What do you think about that? You know, right as you appeared. Dude, no, the room was okay. too big for that. Thankfully, so I could do the professor trick of kind of having some papers in front of me that I wanted to look at and sort of kind of look like I was taking notes, but really be doing my own stuff. So um, in that, the time was the time was redeemable. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how the endurance is. The last time I was really tired on this thing, though, it actually ended up being a good show. So um, I do know this, boys. Uh, I know a couple things. Number one, uh, if you haven't done so already, you need to get a bag of Ligaris Roasters coffee. Go to LigarisRoasters.com. Uh, happy Rant Signature Blend is the uh, is the roast that you want. It'll be the best coffee you've ever had. Um, you also need to go to HappyRantPodcast.com and get your tickets for Together for the Rant live in Louisville, too, uh, because we have some special content. We have a special Nerf football sponsor who's come to the fore, uh, maybe a couple. So they're going to be Happy Rant logoed Nerf footballs in the room. Um, it's basically going to be like a huge arena show, like a big concert. Um, just the most, it'll be, it'll be so motivational yeah. with us throwing their footballs out to the crowd to get them excited. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be the I'm most spectacular yeah, night of entertainment of, of anyone's lives. So go and do those two things, coffee and tickets. And, uh, boys, I'm going to get right into the content here because we've got a lot to cover. Uh, Piper, you texted something to Ronald and myself, and I'll be honest with you because it involves Stephen Furtick. Uh, Steve Furtick, I wasn't, I wasn't super excited to click on it. Um, but then I clicked on it and I'm so glad I did because, uh, I'm just going to tell the audience what I saw. And then Ron is a man of the cloth and then pipe as just a student of kind of Christian culture. I want you guys to unpack this. So what I saw was this, I saw a really steroidal guy in like a <laughs> early two thousands, like nightclub outfit laying down. He was, he was lying on a, on a, and you guys get into the, like the technicalities of this, but to me, it looked like a futon. Okay. So like a, like a dorm room couch, he's lying down on it, giving a sermon about gates. And to me, the content of the sermon was. What listeners can't see is that I'm sure you just did air quotes around sermon. Yeah. is very quote unquote sermon. For one thing, the guy, he was he was prone. He was lying down. And the content of the talk, to me, Piper, was just garden variety, like, name it and claim it, pap. So there's really nothing new about that, except that it was all wrong. You know, it was just trash. But but to me, the, the big thing was the fact that he was lying down. I, for one, have never seen this. I've never seen a speaker address a crowd whilst lying down. Pipe, you've probably listened to more talks than anybody on this program. I want you to address whether you've ever seen that before and, and how that struck you. Yeah, it was definitely a okay. futon. Um, 
And my first thought was, ooh, no good decision has ever been made on a futon. <laughs> Very that, true. That is, that is a breeding ground for terrible decisions. Very true. Um, Lots of college makeout sessions, though, happen on those. Yeah, it's prop. Yeah, probably some babies, yeah. probably some STDs, <laughs> um, a fair number of bong hits. All sorts of things have happened on futons. Mm-hmm. And now an attempt at a sermon, which very well might have been inspired by some, you know, the, the previous mentioned bong hits. But um, it was I've never seen that before. I feel like I feel like he in doing his seven and a half minutes of preparation for this uh, inspirational name it, claim it talk. He thought, hmm, everybody's already heard this before. What can I do to get them to pay attention? I know I will caress the microphone in an <laughs> uncomfortable way, and I and I will lie down on a yeah. futon on stage. I'm not going to talk about the way in which you're speaking. I'm sudden, not going to apply like English literary symbolism to the caressing of the microphone. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah, of course. What? No, 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 no. We wouldn't. We wouldn't dare. The, um, but. And then, and then people will hear this thing about seeing a gate, naming it a gate, claiming the gate, opening the gate, you know, gatekeeping, gate opening. I don't even. I mean, there was just a lot of gates and and things happening, um, and and then a, a yeah. vicious abuse of a biblical text, uh, right. as as you know, as is to be expected. Um, and and so yeah, I think it was. I think it was just his attempt at at uh, freshening up what is tired, tawdry, old fair. How many minutes of the seven minutes of prep pipe do you think were spent doing push-ups in the green room to like get a good pump on before he went out? Five minutes? Oh, I mean, probably not five, but I mean, I bet it was like one minute of push-ups and then a solid four and a half minutes of flexing his pectorals in the mirror and admiring himself (laughs) while holding the microphone in a lascivious manner. Dude, no one has ever opened a gate while lying down though. That was my thing with it. It's like you're you're lying down and you're talking about opening a gate. I, I don't know. Ron, what do you make of this? You're, yeah, it was you're a man of the cloth. You're well rested right now. You've had a lot of time to unpack your feelings on many things. Have you and Big M talked about this video? Was this like a like dinner fair? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the fact that you, you talk about your feelings about yeah, the video. We, we talked a lot about our feelings about the video. When you talk about rest, I mean, I man, when I watched when I watched Ferdy just laying down there with his see, I didn't I didn't catch the futon. I just caught the pillow against the studio monitor. Okay. That he was leaning up against. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize there was a futon involved in this in this sitch. But, um, yeah, I just thought, wow, Ferdy, you look almost as well rested as me, except I don't have to sit there and preach uh, an entire 45 minute sermon, like laying on a stage in front of 10,000 people. Um, so it was, uh, y- you know, it's like it, there's, there's so many places to go with this. And there's some things that are so obvious. I, I feel even embarrassed, like having to speak out against them because it's so easy. You know, it's, it's like when you watch Osteen, it's so easy. And this is it's so like on a toddler, you know, it's it like is, it's, a toddler in the driveway and blocking all of his shots. Dude, know? I don't know. So me and big M were talking about like this, right? So, um, so, so to bring it more into this tip, right? Like at what point, at what point does like sound reasoning and, you know, sort of like rolling over the edge of the Niagara fall, which like Furtick is doing, at what point does that not like all of a sudden get him 
like kind of sober him up a little bit or get him afraid? I mean, is anybody in his SBC right, tribe right after right after the offering stops coming in? Well, dude, well, I know. And that's a whole other thing. Right. So that's something we can talk about that sort of I think I think is sort of attached to it. But like at what point doesn't this guy start getting scared and saying, OK, like I know I have the opportunity to become like the Osteen guy with slightly more theology or slightly better theology, but like it's just drifting and way in the, better pectoral and, and way and better. Facial. Well, I don't know about that, baby. I mean, have you? I don't know if you've seen Osteen recently, but he like he works out. But um, but but the man wears a suit. He hides it, whereas Furtick flaunts it. So whether or not he's got better pectorals, he has more visible good pectorals. Dude, I just don't know at what point Ferdy starts seeing himself as being Ferdy. Like, Ferdy, do you look in the mirror and go, hey, look, I'm Ferdy now, and that has to change because, like, I'm in danger. Like, danger has overwhelmed me. Piper, who do you think has the best pectorals in reformed them? While we're on that, pastor-wise. In re- reformed them? Reformed oh, man, reform is a bunch of sacks of flour and suits. Dude, they are, J.D. Uh, Greer. J.D. Greer. So the subtext is, <laughs> look how hard I study. I don't have time to pick up a weight. Right. Oh well, clear, clearly the answer if if he wants to be lumped in with reformedum is Leon's crime. Oh, okay, yeah. That, dude, but he played yeah, football. I mean, he's, he's lumped in, dude. He's lumped. I would say the future president of SBC. I, said, I said if he, I said if he wants to be lumped in, I know that he has been claimed by, but that doesn't mean that he wants to be lumped in. I don't know. I'm not putting words in his mouth, but he's. He, he is a he is a former professional athlete, so he has a leg up on everybody else, literally, figuratively, and in every other sense. JD Greer is a is a, yeah, he's sort of like the fit pastor guy, but he doesn't flaunt it. He's he's a pretty normal. Is he dude fit in that? What way. is he doing? What's his regiment look like, Piper? T shirts and muscles. I'm, I'm looking him <laughs> up right now. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. If he walked in, t shirts and muscle, t shirts and muscles, man. What's that's his, what that's what JD well, Greer. No, that because that that sounds like that sounds like one of Furtick with his V-neck plunging to navel, you know, lycra T-shirt looking things, and he's he's much more Greer's an I'm average dude. Greer. Compared I'm to at that. him right like now. He, JD Greer was a high school point guard, and now he's just going to the gym and he's staying. That's funny. I I would have pegged him as like a high school third baseman. Yes, high school third baseman works too. Maybe he was a two sport. Possibly small college yeah. third baseman. Yeah, I think you guys all just described the same person. He's a, he's a guy in, in your high school pickup game. He's going between his legs just to like show you he can do it. You know what I mean? He dribbles around a lot. Kind of all show and no go. And then dri- and then drives to the hoop and throws up a layup and then yells yeah. foul real I feel like JD's the guy that, that thought maybe that was his future. And then like he came into like, like he met somebody from crew, like a first year college student and everything changed after that. I feel like that must be JD, right? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I can, I'll, I'll buy that too. I'll buy that too. Where did he go to college? Is he a Wheaton guy, Piper? No, I don't think so. I think he went to some small Baptist school. Um, I don't know that to be, or a state school. I'm, it's you know, it's, one, it, it's what Southern people do. They either go to tiny conservative Christian colleges or like Clemson. Yeah. Pipe, it's crazy so, you don't know everything about JT. <laughs> it is. So, sorry, give me give me until June because he has been nominated to be uh, to run for SBC president. If he wins, I, I will learn everything happened. about I him. Said the it did just happen. They do that every it, well, year. No, okay, it's every other year that they have a they have a presidential election. So a year and a half ago, oh. he he ran, and there was a whole mm-hmm. controversy around that, and he has been nominated to to run okay. again in June. Okay, so here's my question. If JD becomes Prez, let's bring it back around. Will he personally go to Ferdy as being the SBC guy and go, Ferdy, you're being real Ferdy these days. What do we do to fix this? Do you think he'll do that? 
I I don't know. I don't even. SBC, SBC, what? He's SBC. He was. I don't know if his church is anymore. Oh, was there a time where they they broke off? Well, they broke up. I mean, churches churches can can join and and leave kind of at will. Um, and there's also the like there are people who give a portion of their money to the SBC, but they don't necessarily like abide by everything. So I don't know. I mean, this is genuine ignorance. That's I'm everybody in every denomination, that. though. We Dude, give money to things what? that we don't abide by. <laughs> you just described <laughs> every church in every denomination in America, and every pastor earns money by from things they don't abide by too. Um, to answer your earlier question, Ronnie, you gave Mr. Furtick way too much credit. You, you imply that he looks in the mirror and is like, "Oh no, I'm becoming Osteen." I think that's actually his aspiration. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm just saying. Like, I don't it, think that's a thing that he's going to like stumble into. I think he's he is chasing <laughs> it like my dog chases cars. But he would probably. Don't you think though? And I might be wrong. Wouldn't he be somebody that has an, like enough in him to know that like, okay, dude, that Osteen dude is dangerous. Is is dangeroso, and I need to I need to pull back a little bit. So I'm not going to be totally that, but I want to use like some of the skills that he's acquired in terms of communication and influence, and like maybe I can be that, but a little more to the left. I mean, maybe not, but like I, it, I feel like he has. What What in that video <laughs> gave you one iota of idea? It's the lockdown. All the great that, that anything you just said. Dude, might I'm be just true. saying that I know guys like I know guys like. I know guys like Matty Chan has preached at his church. So like he's, he's been friends with people that would not, that would at least sort of nudge him a little bit and go, dude, like, what's up? That's dude, what I'm saying. I, I got a question for you guys just conceptually as communicators. Think of all the like famous speeches that have happened. How would they have changed if the orator had been lying down? Like, like <laughs> four score yes. and seven what years if ago, Lincoln had given the Gettysburg why? address while, while lying down. Uh, the Civil War would have we never fight, happened. We will fight them on the beaches. We will fight oh, them. The in Civil the War would have ended immediately. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Well, actually, yeah. Imagine Winston Churchill before Great. Parliament lying Guys, I'm down. Gonna, yeah. Hey, bros, yeah. claim that game. Hitler would have given up immediately. Yeah. Ronnie, what about Pacino? What about what <laughs> about the Die for That Inch speech at the end of any given Sunday? If he'd just been lying oh, down, he would have been. <laughs> the movie just would have ended immediately. I mean, that would have been it. Would have just end credits. Would have just started rolling if Pacino would have been oh, lying down. It. Yeah, Denzel Washington and remember the Titans screaming, we're going to blitz yep. all night while lying <laughs> on the locker room floor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Boys, before before we move on from this topic real quick, who do you think would be the first reformed pastor to give a talk lying down? Like who who's most likely to do this in our tribe? I feel like doesn't doesn't Frank Chan walk around a lot? I, I could see him lying down for a minute. Oh, Chan would see, totally. Him, he would Frank oh, would for sure I, do that. But but he's the thing. He wouldn't lie on his back casually. He would lie like face yeah. down in supplication. Ooh, like yeah, that. that would be part like, of yeah. his talk. It would, it would be like hearing this. It'd be like <laughs> because his mouth would be yes. on the floor because he would be face down, arms spread out to the side, just like I like it. utterly prone. Baby, it would be it would be part of the message he had that he ripped up, but then took back <laughs> for the end and then like laid it. down like and it. then uh, and decided to uh, roll with it. The the other the other option is like if D. A. Carson had a herniated disc and still wanted <laughs> just, to do the to, to, to open up to open up TGC and the Yum like, Center like, on a on a like a Yum Center stretcher and he would 
Yeah, Big T, you didn't talk about whether like they're up there and all of a sudden something goes wrong and they just accidentally fall over and keep preaching. Yeah, that's true. There's there's gotta be somebody who's just a klutz and they just trip and fall, but that's different because that's like this is this was clearly plotted this out. Was, so yeah, there was a futon like rolled onto the stage for this. This is part of the, the Where do you think they got that futon? Oh, dude, they got futons galore in that place. Oh, man, that's all they do. His whole office is just one See, futon. That, he just lays on a of, futon of, while he works all day. Because of all the things I've heard about that church, that's the most troubling. Yeah. yeah the like, of everything that I've ever heard, like if they have futons galore, I, I will never get near that place. I would never get near a church with a futon. That's terrifying. Yeah. Dude, you know that youth room is nothing but futons. That's probably where they wheeled it in from. It's all futons. They borrowed a futon from the youth room, which yeah. is what all – which is what all really, true, really – True love waits, but not in here, Dude, baby. the youth room at that church probably seats 25,000 people. It probably looks like a, like an NBA arena. Their, their youth room is the Yum Center. Their youth room is the Yum Center. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Judas. Um, boys, let's stay, let's stay on this kind of theme of, of outraging people. Um, Piper, your dad's website did – your, did your pops write the article or was it just the website? Um, if he didn't write the original one, he wrote a follow-up defending the original. I think he wrote the original one. All right. So here's the deal. Pipe's dad made a bunch of people angry this week because he said, uh, that women shouldn't teach at seminaries. And because there's only one host on this program, whose dad is John Piper, uh, I'm going to let that person speak first. So, (laughs) so Pipe, first of all, I want you to, her fame has its perks, I guess. You That's right. Ron, right Ron, now, uh, I mean, what do you want to do right now, Pipe? I mean, you want to Ron? What's your dad's middle name? It was amazing. It was it was something really. Dude, great. my dad's middle name is Francis, yeah. as in Frankie Chan. Yes, That's right. John Francis. John uh, Francis Martin. That's right. Martin. Yeah, John Francis Martin it is John S. So it's not John Francis Martin, nor is it my dad. So Pipe, how do you feel when these these uh, scandals kind of hit the airwaves and and people are asking you about such things? Do you get tired of of addressing it uh well people have learned generally speaking not to most people don't like come at me directly like hey what do you think about this um but because of the sphere in which i live i see a ton on social media where there's like there's the response and then there's the response to the response and then denny burke gets involved and then whoever like you know there's just like responses to responses to responses Mm. uh and i see them all because they're all people who i who i follow and then there's like podcasts a week later like hey i heard there was a controversy where a complimentarian man said a thing that might have overstepped a little bit and so they respond and yeah i just i just I just want to be like, not it, not me. Didn't say anything, didn't do anything, didn't have anything to do with this. Uh, I, I'm perfectly capable of starting my own controversies if I so choose. Please do not suck me into the dark blackness of of this controversy. Um, because my opinions, well, A, nobody cares what they are about this. And, and B, they don't echo my dad's perfectly and so i you know i if i was at a seminary and i had a female professor i would be just fine with that so it wouldn't bother me in the slightest and uh also if i had female classmates that wouldn't bother me either so all of the implications of he what he said i feel like are probably slightly misplaced and it's just a little frustrating to get sucked into these things but i also find it really amusing Mm -hmm. because it's so predictable you know you see an article like that and you're like well just go ahead and press play nice. on all the responses R, what, here we go what, 
okay, I want to I want to ask you this: Are you taking also a sabbatical from like all the reformed squabbles online, or are you still keeping tabs on those things? Uh, like, what's what's the nature of your your uh, sabbat vis a vis technology? Like, are, were you aware of this before the show prep happened? Right, that's good. Yeah, it's a good question, man. It's a good question. Um, yeah, so my my sabbat is I'm not posting anything. Um, but occasionally something, somebody will write me about something or something will pop up and I'll just sort of glance at it. But then I quit, you know, I don't respond to it and I just kind of, kind of walk away from it. So that's kind of it. Like the Furtick video. Basically. I kind of lay down, I decide what I'm going to do. And then I talk for about 45 straight minutes and make my decision. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I was aware of it. So, you know, here's what's, here's what's amazing. So like I meet a lot of pastor dudes. I talk to a lot of younger guys that are becoming pastors. One of the things that sticks out to me about one thing that they typically lack, because what you get when you get a lot of pastors, this might get me in trouble, is you get a lot of really brainy dudes who love to just sit and study. And what they lack is some like proper and balanced and mature interaction with, you know, people of the opposite sex. And so to, to to say that we shouldn't have uh, women, you know, seminary teachers is also literally making it even that much harder for dudes that I've observed who do not know how to carry on a conversation with people in their congregation of the opposite sex, making it that much more difficult. Because for some reason, most of these dudes, most of these seminarians, they just struggle with that. They're just so awkward. They don't know how to have that convo. Mm. So by having, you know, women seminary teachers, I feel like, man, what? A, that's a gift. That's not a GIF. That's a GIFT is what I'm trying to say right now, Big T. So, I mean, that's that's like something where it's going to help them have that convo so that later they can actually have a convo with like 65% of their congregation. Right? And I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of a baseline. Like right. having – if that's if that's the primary benefit, we're probably uh, really selling female professors short Absolutely. because that doesn't say anything about like all that's of the not, things they actually right. Teach. That was just <laughs> that's right. That's skimming the surface right there. Just even yeah, just it's that like, right there. It's a little bit like teaching your kids not to chew with their mouth open. Like that's just sort of baseline yes. polite. It doesn't mean you're a good person. But I'm so saying let's, let's even start on, there, know. Pipe, just to even have a place yeah. to start yeah. with. It. It's just even right there, man. Right there. Piper, what's the uh, what's the life cycle typically on these outrages? Like how long will people stay mad? Are, are you talking 72 hours or less or what are what are we looking at there? Um, Something like this can probably make it a solid five Ooh, to six nice. days. It's like if it if it hits on a Monday, it'll die okay. the following weekend. Like weekend is a good, you know, that's, you know, have a good funeral nice. for the controversy on Saturday and uh but here's the, the the hard part is like when it comes to my dad and controversies or people of that stature, they're a little bit zombie-ish because the controversies never really go away because every time one comes up, it recalls all the previous ones. So somebody's going to do the deep dive and be like, hey, remember when he said the one thing and there was that oh, other yeah. article and then there was the book he wrote with Wayne Grudem and so forth. And so all of a sudden it's like it, it's like an army of undead controversy tromping through the <laughs> Internet. Uh that people are are screaming and running from or fighting with, you know, yeah, baseball bats and nails in it. It's it's it, gory. I don't know. This is gonna sound judgy, but who has time? Like like who really has time? Huh? Anthony Jenkins. I don't know who Anthony that is. Jenkins who has is time. <laughs> She's an ex TGCer oh. who got really upset about it. She kind of 
posted something and got a lot of it. She's so she's she, she is a she's conservative, complementarian, reformed woman who took great offense at it. That's the thing about this one, this controversy right. that was interesting. It wasn't like pissing off the Rachel Held Easy. Evans of the world, which right. is utterly predictable. It was making uh, mad many women in the case. Yes. And again, I, I would say rightfully yeah. so. I thought, you know, I thought most of what they had to say, or at least what I saw. That's why I say most, because you know, I wasn't reading it to the sale. Was was really well thought out and was a pretty. Well, here's my question. So, is this one? (laughs) So, is something like this kind of like us with Ferdy to Rachel Held Evans? Is this way too easy? Does she not even speak into something this obvious? You know, Rachel, our girl Rachel, Rach. Yeah, I I think I think this one is just sort of like this is just reform guys being. Yeah, it's just sort of like well, of, of course, like it's. Rachel doesn't yeah, even believe in seminary. A, I mean, she has to back up. Like she has, she has issues probably just with seminary, right? No, I'm sure she doesn't have issues with seminary. It would just be like it'd be a, it'd be a whole you know it'd be a, a a different collection of seminaries than you would recommend that somebody go to. I'm sure. Well, you're being so nice to her right now, Pipe. Wow, that was very very generous. Well, there's there there are things called seminaries where there are like. transgender professors teaching about you know how they feel about the bible and do you remember it was kind of like when we were looking into wild goose festival which was like the uh which was like the super lefty like art like like everybody that loved rob bell and brian mclaren like this was their their conference and their pre-conference and however many that was years ago, man. We were going to go undercover. I think we, we wanted to go. write a we book about it or something. Yeah. There was like something where we wanted to like it was something. That would have been super fun, by the way. Yes, that's what. Yeah, that was it. I mean, and by undercover we mean just like show up in what we normally wear and have nobody recognize us and just fit right into the general uh, exactly. populace and probably like it a lot more than we would let on. But right, and probably want to like do like T four R next year at Wild Goose and call it like you know Wild Rant. Dude, do they still do Wild Goose? Is that still a thing? I have no I'm clue. I'm going to look it up right now. I have no clue. I just have to ask practically like everybody who I used to like, you know, be in, you know, contact with who, you know, made records in my genre and uh, find out if it's still – because I, I would be the, I'd be the only guy out of them that does stuff like T4G. Um, Dude, they still do Wild, Wild Goose. Goose. Wild Goose Festival is an art, music, and story-driven transformational experience grounded in faith-inspired – There it is. Yes, this I is love like, this is like a, like transformational experiences. This is like you, you dump those little <laughs> magnets out and put them on your fridge in a certain order and they say things. This, this is what that is. Transformational story-driven experience grounded in faith-inspired social justice. Oh, that's amazing. What did they leave that's out? So I feel like maybe they left something out, but not much. They left nothing out. Nothing. There's no word in that space that's left out of that. They got a, they got all of just them. picture like all the stages, oh, all the great. futons, everybody laying down to speak. Play music. Everybody's laying down. Everybody's laying down all over the place. Um, all right, hang on. I want to get a speaker list here. When is it? Um, What's the date of it? Can we get there? It's it's summer. It's uh, let me see. Let me. Could see. we do a live rant at Wild Goose? Is that is that's where I'm? That's where I'm generally heading right now with this train of thought. First goose, first tat. Why I have a wild goose tattoo. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is amazing. I want I, I want to do this. Um, I can't find a list of speakers anywhere though. Like they're they're saying buy tickets, but you don't know what you're buying tickets for. 
you know? Dude, uh, a list of speakers is so, I mean, that so is. Modern. It's uh, so <laughs> modern. To even list speakers is just, it's like, it's too authoritarian. Knowing what you're buying. Don't tell me, for. don't tell me who's going to be speaking to me at the yeah. conference I'm paying to go to listen to people at. How dare you? Knowing what you're buying a ticket for is so last year. Um, all right. I, I can't find any, I can't find any information on this thing. They probably um, haven't printed the list yet, baby. We'll find it. We'll just keep looking. We'll just, I want to know like what bands are there too. Cause like it's a music thing. I think. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll keep checking in. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure out who's speaking. We'll <laughs> figure out who's, uh, we'll figure out who's playing. I think we could probably guess who's yeah, playing. I need, I need to know. I need to know. I'm, I'm super intrigued by this. Um, Okay, well, I could I could spend hours on the Wild Goose website, and I will. I know how I'm going to spend my evening. But um, boys, this dovetails nicely into our last topic, which is pet peeves. Um, I think this was a big R topic. So, Big R, I'm going to start with you. What are some pet peeves? What are some things that like are getting under your skin lately? Although I should say nothing because you're on Sabat, right? This is all about like things not getting under your skin anymore. I mean, you'd think, right? But I still got a list, right? There's still things that are hitting me. Okay, from the left and the right. Lay them on us. Um, so one that has always gotten me, and I may have I may have mentioned this on the rant a couple of years ago, but there's there's one that really gets me, and um, it's it's uh, it's it's people's uh, gratuitous use of the word bro when they talk yeah, to me. Really. Like when somebody says bro to me, it feels aggressive, mm. man. Like, don't say bro. Don't say like, what's up, bro? I feel like, well, like, what do you, do you want me to answer? Do you want to fight? Like, like, what do you, like, what do you want me to do when you say bro to me? Like, I, I, that's never been like a word that I've like, that I've like put in the, uh, you know, the lingo Rolodex of my life. So like, it always just feels like hardcore mm-hmm. and aggressive. And I got all kinds of friends that I'm speaking to right now that are going to call me bro uh, when this thing drops in a week. So I got it. You're going to say bro. Mm-hmm. You're going to think it's funny. But like, stop calling me bro unless you really are just wanting mm-hmm. to fight with me. If you want to fight with me, call me bro. And then at least I'll know where we stand. But when you say bro, because you're trying to be encouraging, I feel like, are you being encouraging or you just want to fight? Mm-hmm. Like a so bro invokes in you like a fighting response like that. It just, it just feels like they're they're like trying to start something, and I, I don't get the whole bro thing. I, I don't. Yeah, I just don't get it. I feel like this some this is something you might need to you know in in your lengthy conversations about your feelings. Like this one probably deserves some some fleshing out because that that seems like an overly aggressive response to something that I also find annoying. But I find it annoying more in like an eye roll way, and my response is is a much more subtle sort of like. I just kind of think I'm smarter than they are. If Dude, have you talked to Double M about this? Have you gone like a yeah? I mean, you guys, you guys have not given it. You? Yeah, I, I have a million times. You guys have not given it the thought that I've given it. It just, yeah. it's like for sure because it's like this is so, like so. It's just it feels it feels like aggressive language that went mainstream uh, is what it feels like to yeah. me. You know what I mean? So when somebody just says bro. I mean, yeah, there's a part of it that sounds like slangy and it lacks intelligence, blah blah blah. But it, it just feels like. I feel like they're being dismissive of me. So when they say like, yeah, bro, I feel like what they're saying is, yeah, I hear you, but I don't really want to continue talking about this. Uh So let's just cut it. That's just how it always feels. Interesting. This, that, yeah, that's a, yeah. It just hits me so wrong. It just hits me so wrong. Okay. So here's, here's the second one and it's less so, but I just, I've really realized it because like we've been going out so much, you know, on the Sabbat here. So This is something that kind of kills me. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this, but there's this idea now where you hear people when they used to just say thank you, and it's mainly younger people, Uh 
they say they say thank you so much. So like so like the the waiter the waiter brings water to you and they're like thank you so much like that. And it's like this over exuberance of thank mm. youing where I just think like the waiter was supposed to bring you a glass of water like or like they deliver the bill and they're like thank you so much and it's like well I mean, he just brought you the. You just ate, and he brought you the bill. Why? Why is this so? Why so <laughs> he gave, much? He gave you the opportunity. He gave you the opportunity <laughs> but to dude, give it's up like money. Anything, right? It's like anything that anybody does for somebody that deserves a thank you. It's like adding this exuberance so much on the end of it, and it just it dude, literally a, number one drives me crazy, and it baffles me. I think it's a young person thing. So I worked at college, and like somebody walks into the room, and it's like, oh, I love you so much. You're so beautiful, and it's like. You know, the person's wearing like sweatpants, like they barely got out of their pajamas and they're so beautiful, you know, like baby, how many thank you so much as do you get from your students? That's my well, hopefully a lot. I mean, you know, if, they, if they're saying thank you at all, I feel pretty excited about it. But um, but yeah, you're right, man. I've, I've noticed that. That's a thing well, that, that fits right in line with people who, you know, everything is the greatest and the best. Like I just had the yes. best meal ever. That uh, restaurant was yes. epic. Like. If it was epic, that means that like you spent tens of decades there fighting <laughs> wars for your tacos. Like I don't. This is so there. There's a, there's a bit of like exaggeration is sort of baked into the uh, it is the Piper, language it? of the. Young I like folk. say that line again right there, pipe. That's a great line. Say it. I want to quote that. Say it again. Exaggeration is baked into the language of the young folk. Oh, dude, I that's tweet big. That. Oh wait, that's big. I want to tweet that too if I still did that. <laughs> Ronnie will tweet right. that in June I'll when he's back from sabbatical. It'll be great. It'll be my first tweet back. Seriously, it'll be my first Piper, tweet what's back. your pet peeve? That'll be, that'll be the best tweet ever, Ron. <laughs> the best. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and you got to do a kind so of valley much. gal yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so oh, much. So, so much. That's my, those are my people. Boy, you, you are California. You, you do really no, well with that. I'm impressed. There you go. I know. It's, it's, all right, so those are my two epic. irrelevant pet peeves. They don't mean a, a lot except for all of my pastor friends who say bro, and I feel like, dude, I'm going to see you at that conference, and we're going to like get into a brawl now. That, that that one's a little more serious, but that's it. <laughs> I want to see a brawl. brawl. So I, I love it. Scrawny brawl. Oh. Wait, what did you just call me, baby? What did you call me? Scrawny. What did you call me? I want to put the Ronnie and Scrawny. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone's yeah, me too true. moment to be you guys <laughs> saying peeve. that. Lay it on us. Or their pet peeve. Okay. Uh, well, I have a list because this is what I do. I keep track of these things. Um, all right. Let me see. Okay. This one's a quick one. Personalized hashtags. Like your baby mm. and your freaking dog <laughs> don't need a hashtag. Nobody is following the hashtag for your dog. Or for your baby. Like when people go on vacation and it's like baby goes to Mexico or whatever. Like this is like a terrible children's book on on Instagram. <laughs> this is it's the dumbest thing. I don't get it. I, it's a comp- I have nothing nice to say about it. So I should probably stop. So personalized hashtags are the stupidest. Like I get it for like a wedding or an event, you know, where different people are posting and they're sort of contributing and you want to be able to look at all of it in one place. Um, but but like just every picture you post of your baby doing baby things like baby pooped his diaper, baby eats food, baby, like nobody cares. Every baby does it. Your baby's not special. Probably not even that cute. Like every baby looks the same until they're about a year and a half old. And then some of them are cute and some of them. I, I like so so you stop the I personalized like hashtags. Wow. Yeah, that's 
All right. Later. That that's one rant. Okay. All right. I have a second one. This one, this one actually matters to me. The the first one I'm annoyed by, but I can overlook that. It is when uh, dads uh-huh. get credit for doing parent things. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> you know, dad like cooks dinner and and people are yeah. like, whoa, you did so well. My wife was out of town. I mean, this is like it's like the yes. good job buddy culture yeah. ex- extending to grown males who have responsibility for their own children. Like if you can't cook dinner for your kids and you need like a high five <laughs> and a hug because you pulled that off. That says much more about you than it does anything else. Like you, you go to – that's just – Because nobody – dude, I've talked to Big M about this. Like it's always like this, right? It's always like he's such a good dad. But like nobody ever says that about moms. Nobody ever says she's such a good mom. It's yeah. always about dads. It's always about us poor slob. Yeah, like for somebody, to be, for somebody to be a good mom, they have to like – it has to be the level of like I have four kids at four different sports practices at the same time. They all arrive on time. They forget nothing. They have healthy snacks. I pick them up on time and all their practice gear is clean the next day after I've created – Even then, know, they don't get meal. And people are like, this is a good mom. Yeah, people are like, this is a good mom. Dad, it's like I made macaroni and cheese and I forgot to do the laundry. He's such a good dad. Yeah. He works so hard. Like that's that's just stupid. I agree. I agree completely. All right, boys, I got one. I got All right, one in the program. Um, mine is when people name their houses and their cars. <laughs> have you have you encountered this? Like, be like I feel like this might all this might also be working with college students that brings us to the forefront of your mind because be I like, have heard this, but not from anybody over twenty five. This is my home. It's called like Solomon's Porch, <laughs> or this is my car, and I call it like Bernie or whatever. And big blue. Yeah, blue. Right. My my issue with this is that what they're doing is inviting you to ask what they really want is for you to ask the follow up question of so how did you how did you come by like Solomon's porch is your house name? (laughs) Yeah, how did you arrive at that? But like, I don't want to be manipulated into asking that question. So I don't ask it. Also, also, also I don't don't care. Absolutely do not care. So what what happens then is like what do you say like this is my car like Bernie and and like what am I supposed to say then like cool <laughs> Just I, say, I don't know can I meet him someday terrific yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know be like I feel uncomfortable getting <laughs> inside yeah, of yeah. Bernie I've, I've I've never gotten inside of Bernie <laughs> baby I got a quick question for you on that Lay it on. on your Pete so what do you think f- the name of Furtick's fourteen thousand square foot mansion is Ooh. what do you think he calls his house. Ooh. Good, good journalism, Big R. I, I like that. Um, gosh, what do I think Furtick calls his house? The futon. The, the futon. <laughs> the gates. Yeah, or yeah, like, like, is it, the gates. Isn't like the gates of heaven. The, uh, gates of Furtick. The gates. Yeah, I, the I, gates I bet he calls it the gates. I bet he calls it the, the, the gates gate of, of community. Heaven. It's a gated community of one. There's one home. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little microphone emblem, uh, like in the huge in the gate, gates. There's a microphone emblem, and then the other emblem is like a yeah. like a barbell. You know, <laughs> hang on. There's somebody in my door. <laughs> a sur- a yeah. syringe. Hey, hey, what's up, Jordan? Okay, it just shows you how real the program is. Pipe, like we just let other things happen in our lives. Do this. Oh, listen, listen. I wonder if she's oh, going to say thank you so much, boys. I got a lot of work to do here, man. I'm just I'm getting work done while we tape the show. Did, did you just did you just Jordan, sign something signing for a student instruct where it says instructor? Tell her to say thank you so much when she's done. She will. She's she's got manners. She would say that anyway. Um, all right, I'm just signing everywhere. Okay. Um, 
Oh, I signed. That's usually what I do. I just sign anywhere they tell me to sign without looking at it. I signed where the Christian studies guy was supposed to sign. So he, he, I gave him space. Yeah. Yeah, He can still sign. Sweet. There you go, kiddo. Yeah. You bet. No, no worries. See you later. Yeah. Totally normal. She was like normal polite. She just said, thank you. She wasn't like, thank you so much. Yeah. She's a good kid. (laughs) She's a good kid. Uh, All right, boys. I think we, I think we've, we've done it. We've wandered to and fro, haven't we? Yeah. I I believe we have. I believe we have. So, Boys, we have. We've wandered to and fro. And, and at Jared C. Wilson, I want you to know we're going to get to your list next week, okay? So you hang in there, buddy. All right? Um, so until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.